In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOFPHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. to open up your Bibles uh, to Genesis chapter 12, Genesis chapter 12, I'm going to be jumping around a little bit, not too much this morning, but uh, I won't be, my focus this morning is in Genesis 12, uh, I'm excited today because <clears throat> I'm starting a series called Beginnings, say Beginnings, and I'm looking forward to the next several weeks uh, as we come together as a church, we're going to be reading and studying the first five books of the Bible together as a church. Uh, earlier in the year, we went through the uh, New Testament together as a church, and now we're starting in the Old Testament with the first five books. And, and on Sunday mornings, uh, as the Lord leads, I'll be sharing uh, relevant uh, messages to you from the uh, readings that we've had for the week. And on Sunday nights, uh, we're going to come together uh, on Sunday nights, like tonight, tonight, Sunday night at 6.30, uh, we're going to have life study groups here, and we're going to take that word that we've been reading all week long, and we're going to break it down and really just dig deeper tonight and, uh, and study and have a good time doing it. And uh, it's going to be a great time. I'm excited, and I hope and pray that every one of you will join in uh, reading your Bible through the week and a part of the, uh, the groups on Sunday night. Now, this past sun, this past week, you should have started reading in your Bible in the book of Genesis. Uh, and our goal is to get through the whole Bible together. So you started in Genesis. And the word Genesis, guess what? It means beginning. Say beginning. And so when you were reading this week, you should have read about how the Holy Spirit was working in the very beginning. If you read this week, and I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand now. I might next week. Um, if you read your, your Bible reading this week, you would see uh, the creation story there in the beginning. You would, you would read about Adam and Eve and how they disobeyed God in the beginning. If you were reading this week, you would have read about how the world had gone wrong because of sin in the very beginning. And you would have read about the flood and how Noah built the ark. And then you would have read about a man named Abraham. Abraham and his faith in God. And that's really where I want to park at this morning with Genesis chapter 12 and the story of Abraham. Because in Genesis chapter 12, we discover a new beginning uh, to God's plan to save us through faith. We're saved through faith in Jesus Christ. And we, we see that beginning there in Genesis chapter 12. And I began to think of some things, and I was praying over the service, and, and I was thinking, man, have, have you ever thought about how much faith, how much faith it takes in life when, you begin, when there's a new beginning? When there's a new beginning in your life, how much faith it takes. I thought about when, when a man and woman fall in love with one another and they get ready to get married. Marriage takes faith. Marriage takes faith. Good night. I was thinking to myself, man, I don't know, maybe it won't for y'all, but it sure was for me because 
I mean, I was thinking about marriage. I was like, well, you know, you want to make sure that it's the right person. You plan on spending the rest of your life with that person, and it's a, it's a leap of faith. And I know when me and Lisa were, were dating, I was thinking, well, she's definitely not dating me for the looks. That's obvious. <laughs> so it must be the money. And, and, and then I looked at my bank account. And I said, no, it's not the money. So she must be crazy. <laughs> so it took faith to marry somebody like that. It probably took a lot more faith for her. <laughs> hey, how about the beginnings when a, when, a, when a baby is born and they begin to grow and develop and they start taking those steps and, and they start to walk and, you know, you're used to them holding those little, you're holding those little precious hands while little Johnny, little Susie take them first steps and, and sooner or later you got to let them go, right? You got to let them go and it takes a lot of faith because you know there's going to be some tumbles and some falls along the way but it takes faith, that new beginning of walking. How about when your kids begin school for the first time? How many of y'all in here can, can remember uh, uh, you, watching your kids get on the school bus for the first time? Raise your hand. Oh, I know every one of you were crying like babies because I lost it when I saw it. It takes faith. It takes faith. How about when, when your kids turn 16 and they get their driver's license and they start driving all alone by themselves? Friend, that takes faith. That takes a lot of faith. Your prayer life is going to go to another level. I thought about, you know, uh, when your kids get out of high school and I, I was thinking, you know, we had graduation Sunday not too long ago and and many of the kids, think about this. I mean, I, I almost start wanting to tear up thinking about it because, you know, you, they've been in your home all their life and all of a sudden they're getting ready to fly to the nest and some of them travel far away to call Caleb and he's in Emmanuel College and away from home. And I'm thinking, man, it takes faith to be able to let those little birds fly away. It takes faith in these new beginnings. And, and listen, the, the Christian walk, the Christian walk is about faith. It's about faith. It begins with faith. And we see that in Genesis chapter 12. I'm going to read to you Genesis tw chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. I could read you more, but this is really God's covenant with Abraham. If you've ever wondered where God's covenant is with Abraham, it's right here in Genesis 12, 1 and 2. And it goes on a little bit further, but for sake of time, I'm going to read to you Genesis 12. And his name was Abram, and they changed his name to Abraham. I'm going to refer to him as Abraham. Genesis chapter 12. The Lord had said to Abram, or Abraham, leave your native country, leave your relatives and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you, and I will make you into a great nation. And I will bless you, and I will make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. And it goes on and on. Those who bless you will be blessed. Those who curse you, I will curse. It's the, it's the covenant that God made with Abraham. And then we flip over. If you wanted to go, look, you don't have to now. But we know that Abraham was a man of faith. And we find that he's recognized in the New Testament in several places, Galatians, Romans, but we really find him in Hebrews as being highlighted as a great hero of the faith. In Hebrews uh, chapter 11, verses 8 through 10, you can write it down and go read it later. It says, it was by faith, say faith. faith. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. And even when he reached the land God promised him, he lived there by faith, say faith, 
for he was like a foreigner living in tents. God help him. And so did Isaac and Jacob who inherited the same promise. Listen, Abraham was confidently looking forward to a city with eternal foundations, a city designed and built by God. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your holy word. God, we thank you that your word is alive. We thank you that your word penetrates our hearts and transforms us. And Lord, our desire today is as the word is being proclaimed, God, that you would anoint us. Anoint me, God. Anoint everyone listening today, God. And let this be a message that will just penetrate our hearts. And God, most of all, may it transform us to be more like Christ in our life and help it build our, may it help build our faith to believe you for greater things. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So just bear with me for the next few minutes and, and let's just believe God to speak to our hearts and let's respond and let's obey the Lord. We see here in Genesis 12 that God's journey of faith begins with a call. It's a call to Abraham for Abraham to leave his homeland and go to a land that he's not even, he doesn't even know where it is, but it's a land that God promised him. It's the promised land. So God is calling to this man, and he's saying, I want you to leave everything that you know. I want you to leave your father, your native uh, area there, all your family. I want you to leave them, and I want you to go to this land that's going to be called, it's the promised land. And Abraham, he responds. He responds in faith. He's a great man of faith. The Bible tells us that Abraham <clears throat> was a great man of faith. If you read in your Bible, the Bible tells us that Abraham was what? He was the father of faith. You, Paul said this. He said this about Abraham. He says that Abraham is our spiritual father because the Bible says he's the father of all the people of faith. If you're a Jew that believes in Jesus Christ now and you're saved by the blood of the Lamb, if you're a Gentile that's made a confession to Christ and now you're following the Lord, uh, Paul says that Abraham is the father. He's the spiritual father of you because of his faith in God. And the Bible tells us that Abraham... It says that he believed in God. Paul said, excuse me, <clears throat> Paul said that he believed in God and it was counted to him as righteousness and he was considered and called a friend of God. Have you read that before in the Bible? That his righteousness was, uh, his faith was counted as righteousness and now he is a friend of God. And the reason why is because Abraham believed God. He believed God. And the Bible tells us many times to believe, to believe. We gotta have faith. The Bible says believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be, be saved. And Abraham, he's reminding us today that salvation, listen to me please, because there's such a, a weird concept of salvation day all across our, our world and even in our churches. But I want you to know, friend, that salvation, Abraham reminds us that salvation does not come by obeying the law. The law is a schoolmaster that points you to Christ. The law reveals how sinful we are and how much we need a Savior. So salvation does not come by obeying the law. And listen to me, friend. Salvation does not come by living a good life. There's some good people that have gone to hell. 
Salvation does not come by living a good life. Listen, you're never going to make it to heaven by trying to obey the law. You're just going to keep failing every day. You're never going to make it to heaven by trying to be a good person. The only way that you can get to heaven is faith in Jesus Christ. That's the only way. Can you say thank you, Jesus, for that? Hallelujah. We have, Abraham's reminding us that we have to believe. We have to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and we will be saved. Paul said this in Romans chapter 4, verse 13. He says, It was not through the law that Abraham and his offspring received the promise that he would be heir of the world, but through the righteousness that comes by faith. You've got to have faith, friend. Abraham is saying you have to believe in God. It does not come. Listen, God is not looking for you to walk around and say, I'm obeying all the laws. God's not looking for somebody who says, you know what? I'm a great person. I'm a good person. And my good's going to outweigh my bad. And God's going to have mercy. And he's going to let me in. God's not looking for anybody like that. God is looking for somebody who will have faith in him and trust him and the work of the cross. The Bible says that the just shall live by the just shall live by faith. Just for you know, just looking at this passage here in Genesis 12, I mean, it really only took two verses and there's so much that you could preach from out of those two verses, but I'm reminded what the Lord said. Listen, the Lord in Genesis 12, he he had said to Abram, he said, "Leave your native country, leave your relatives, your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you, and I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you, and I will make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. The Lord said to Abraham that he was getting ready to pour out a blessing in his life. And if I was Abraham, here's what I'd have said. How can this be? How can this be? I, I'm an old man. I, I'm 70-something years old, and I have no kids, and my wife doesn't eat. We, we're not even able to have kids. It seems impossible. But how many of you know today that with God, all things are possible? How many of you know today that nothing is too hard for the Lord? Hallelujah. You, you may have showed up this morning here at church, and, and you may be going through a, a situation that seems impossible uh, you may be asking yourself, how? How in the world is it going to work out? How in the world, God, are you going to put this thing back together? How in the world, God, are you going to help me through this battle I'm going through? It seems impossible. I'm here to declare to you this morning that with God, all things are possible. I'm here to declare to you this morning that nothing, nothing, nothing is too hard for the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't you give up, friend. You got to trust the Lord. Abraham believed in God. Believe in God. Believe in God that nothing is too hard for him. I want you to notice something here. That Abraham, was the not, he was not the one speaking. How many times in our prayer time are we the ones speaking and we don't really give God the voice to speak? We, we do all the talking and we tell him, you take care of it, I'll get with you later. But here we see that God is speaking to Abraham. God spoke first. Faith come by hearing and hearing by the what? Word of God. And his faith was encouraged. His faith was built because God began to speak. And the very first words to Abraham, just think about this. Here's God coming to Abraham and the very first words to this man, it's not uh, will you pray? It's not make sure you give a tithe. Hey, listen, the very first words is I want you to leave and go. 
A spiritual movement. There's a movement required. Listen, listen, friend. Faith requires you to move. And that's what God is calling Abraham to do here. He's requiring him, he's calling him to move and go on a journey. And listen, that journey, friend, when you leave and you go with God, that's a journey that God's going to take you on and his plan and his purposes are going to be fulfilled in your life. If you want to really truly experience God, friend, you got to leave some places and you got to go with God. And you got to trust the Lord because the real beginning for you, the real beginning of God's purpose in your life is when you decide that you're going to trust the Lord as you walk with him. And that's going to be true for us today. you got to be willing to leave and you got to be willing to go. Can you imagine what that did for Abraham? Have any of you ever been, have you ever had to step out of your comfort zone before? Well, three of you have, praise the Lord. Listen, we have to be willing to leave our comfort zone to walk in God's purpose for our life. We have to be willing to leave some places that we're comfortable and go with God so his purpose and plan can be accomplished in our life. Listen to me, friend. You have to be willing. Do you want to be used by God? You have to be willing to leave your place of comfort. You got to be willing like Abraham to leave your place of security. You got to leave that place that's keeping you from getting closer to God. And some of you this morning need to leave some places that are keeping you from growing spiritually with God. Lord, help us today. Abraham, God was speaking to Abraham, and I want you to notice this. Abraham was not looking for God. Abraham wasn't looking for God. He was not looking for God. The fact is, uh, Abraham was totally away from the Lord. If you study this man's life, he was involved in idol worship. He was involved in pagan worship. He was involved with worshiping the things of this world. He was not looking for God, but the good news is God was looking for him. Man, aren't you glad that the Lord looks for us? He was looking for Abraham. And he was looking for Abraham and he went on a search for Abraham and he says, you know what, Abraham, I found you and I'm gonna change you. I'm gonna bless you. I'm gonna do something far greater in your life than you ever expected. The only thing you gotta do, Abraham, is just trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me. And aren't you grateful this morning that God loves us enough that he comes looking for us? He comes looking for us. You know how I know that? Because the Bible says that Jesus came to seek and save those that are lost. He came searching for them. Man, I thank God today. He came looking for me. Hey, I thank God. that He Don't you thank God that he came looking for you? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He came looking for you. He came looking for you, friend, and he doesn't give up on you even when you're running away from him, even when you're in rebellion against him, even when you're out there in the world. He's still looking for you. He's still looking for you. And this thing is going in and out. Hallelujah. Reminds me of the prodigal son and the father, how the father was looking for the son, looking for the son to come home. God's looking for some of you to come home today. He's looking for you. You might be running, friend. You might be in rebellion. You might be in the parts of the world right now, but he's calling you to leave out of that place and go to him. So God came. He came looking and he came speaking. To Abraham. You know, God speaks to us every day if we'll just listen. He speaks to us. He was, he's speaking to us this morning through this message right now. He's speaking to you. He's speaking to us through the songs that we were singing this morning. He speaks to us through prayer time. He speaks to us as we read the word of God. 
He speaks to us when we're going through some good things and we're going through some bad things. You know what God is saying when he's speaking to us? He's saying this, I want to be a blessing to you. I want to bless you. I have something far greater for you. Aren't you grateful today that God's got something far greater for you? That's what he told Abraham. You've been living over here, but if you'll come with me, I got something far greater for you, Abraham. I got something far greater for you, love instead of hate, light instead of darkness, peace instead of pain, joy instead of sorrow, victory instead of defeat. And I could go on and on, friend, because when you make that exchange from the world and give your life to God, he begins to change things. And he'll make all things new for us. And he's speaking to a lot of you this morning. He's speaking to all of us about wanting to do something new in our life, a new beginning in our life. Maybe some of you showed up this morning and you need some new joy in your life. Just by the look of faces, I'd say he's on to something. <laughs> some new joy. You know I'm just messing with you. New joy. Maybe you showed up today and you need some new peace. Man, your world's been rocked. Situation after situation. You just need some peace about something. God will give you new peace. He'll give you new mercy. You might have messed up, friend. You might have gone back. But I'm telling you, friend, he's got a hand of mercy. He wants, you, he wants to forgive you. Maybe you need some new hope today in your life. Maybe you need a new purpose. Maybe you've lost the way and you don't know what God's got for you. But I'm telling you, friend, if you'll go to him, he'll give you new purpose He'll give you new strength in your life. When you feel weak and low and you don't know how you're going to keep going and things just keep adding up and piling on, God will give you new strength so you can keep going. Man, praise the Lord for that strength. He'll give you strength. He'll give you new life. I wonder if there's anyone here this morning that needs a new start. Maybe a new start personally in your relationship with God. Maybe you need a new beginning. Maybe you need a new beginning with your marriage. Maybe you need a new beginning at work, a new beginning at school. I'm just telling you right now, friend, I know God. He came to Abraham, and Abraham believed him, and when he believed him, God began to bless him, and God began to do something far greater in his life. And that tells me there's always more with God. There's always more. And God wants to do something new in your life today. The problem is some of us think it's all over. Man, I'll tell you, it's, it's, it, it can be discouraging sometimes when you, when, you, when you see what people are going through in their life because so many people just give up. They give up. You, you, you saw in the news about the pastor in California who committed suicide? He lost all hope. People just giving up. People quitting. And it breaks your heart and they feel like it's all over and there can be no turnaround for them. But I'm here to tell you this morning, friend, I don't care who you are, how low you are this morning, it's never over with God. He's got more for you. He's got more for you. Don't you quit. Don't you quit, friend. You gotta start this journey of faith and you gotta keep going. You gotta keep going. You gotta keep going. You gotta keep going or something far better. You got to start the journey of faith. It's got to start today, friend. You got to start trusting God. You got to start trusting God. Abraham started trusting God. He started walking with God. And we're talking about Abraham today. 
He had a powerful testimony. He, listen, this man decided, I'm going to believe God, and God began to work and do something far greater than he could ever imagine, taking him places he never thought he would go, and now we're talking about it today. It was part of his testimony, and that's my desire. Isn't that your desire today too? That one day that you'll have a testimony that you started this journey of faith and you never looked back, but you kept going, you kept going. I want my family I want my kids, I want my grandkids, I want my great-grandkids to say, you know what, old Papa Dale and old Grandma Dale, boy, they, they were going through some battles in life and, and they had some, uh, some storms that they went through, but you know what, they kept their faith in God, they never quit, they never stopped, they just kept trusting in the Lord, hallelujah. And I want them to bear to tell everybody, tell everybody a testimony of the, faithfulness of God so God will get all the glory and God will be praised hallelujah God's got something far better for you can you imagine can you imagine with me that if you were Abraham right just put yourself in Abraham's sandals right now put yourself in Abraham's sandals right now and God came to you right now and said it's time for you to leave and go and I would be like, leave and go where? And then I would be like, I could use a little bit more detail on that. And then I would be like, if you just show me some of the details, I'll let you know whether I'm in or whether I'm out. But that's not faith. That's not faith at all. But here's what faith is. Abraham demonstrates to us what faith is. God called Abraham and Abraham trusted God. He trusted him every step of the way. All Abraham did was, was he heard the voice of God, God called him, and he took the hand of God, and God began to lead him and take him to a place that was far greater. And it all hinged on him putting his hand in the hand of God. And when he put his hand in God's hand and let God lead the way, guess what? It all worked out. I said it all worked out. I said it all worked out. When he put his hand in God's hand, it all worked out. When he put his hand in God's hand, sir, it all worked out. It all worked out. It all worked out. If we'll trust God, he'll work it out. If we will trust God, he will work it out. I didn't say if we trust God, Jeff will work it out. I didn't say trust God and, and mama and daddy work it out. I didn't say trust God and, and my husband or my wife will work it out. I said, no, when you're going through things in life and you're on this journey, you've got to trust God and God will work it out. The Bible says in Romans 8, 28, that we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purposes. God will work it out. Friend, be encouraged this morning. On this step of faith that you're going, this journey of faith, be encouraged knowing that God will work it out. He'll work it out. He'll work it out. I want you to think about this. Abraham obeyed and trusted God. I just try to wrap my mind around this simple little question. He trusted God when he didn't know when, where, how, why. He didn't know any of what, the reason why he was there. He didn't know, but he, he still trusted God. And we have to do the same thing. We have to look to God and we have to trust God. That's the key to obedience. The key to obedience is trusting God even when you're not sure where you're going. Even when you don't know where you're going, you have to still trust God. They may not be a clear picture uh, on the path that you're on right now in relationships or whatever it is that you're involved in or whatever's going on. You may not have a clear picture, but you still have to trust God. 
You may not have all the details like I would want. How many of y'all like the details? We probably really wouldn't want to know the details because if we did, we wouldn't even do it probably. You may not have the details this morning. You may not have the high and the wow it's all going to happen, but I'm just here to tell you, friend, believe in God. Trust God. Trust God. Trust God. Trust God to make a way. Trust God to work it all out. I mean, I, I know it can't get any simpler than that. I mean, just trust God to work it out. And God will work it out. But the key is, is to take the hand of God and let him take you to a place that he's prepared for you, a place that's a blessing, a place that's far greater. But for some of you to get to that place, you got to be willing to leave. you got to leave some things. you got to be willing to leave some bitterness behind. If you're going to move forward with God and take the hand of God and experience all that God has for you, you, you got to be willing to leave some bitterness behind. Yeah, things went wrong, and, and yeah, it's bad. But you got to be, listen, if you're going to keep going forward spiritually, you got to let it, you got to leave. You got to leave it back there and you got to go with God. You got to leave the hurts. You got to leave the habits. You got to leave the hangups. You got to leave the brokenness. You got to leave the sin. And you got to just go to that place. Go to the cross. And it's at the cross you'll come to a new place. A place of blessing. A place of salvation. A place of restoration. A place of healing. A place of freedom. But you got to go to that place. You got to leave and you got to go to God. And he'll make all things new. Hallelujah. You can't stay in the same old place. Listen to me. You cannot stay in the same old place and expect to grow spiritually. And some of us, listen, not, not any of you, some of other churches. Some, some of you are stuck spiritually this morning. You, you wonder why you're never growing in your walk with God. You, you wonder why you're not experiencing the blessings and the things that are far greater. Could it be that you're stuck today because you're in the same place you were a year ago? You're in the same place you were at five years ago. You're in the same place that you were uh, 10 years ago and you're just sitting there and you're spinning and spinning and spinning and you're wondering why there's no growth in you spiritually. When God is telling you that it's time for you to leave that area and take another step and another movement closer to him. He's calling on you to do that. We gotta be willing to do that. We gotta be willing to leave some things that keep us away from God and drawing closer to God. What, are the, what, are the, what is God saying to you right now? What are some things? Is it, do you need to leave an attitude back there? Do, do you need to leave some things back there so you can go forward with God? Whatever it is that God's speaking to your heart right now, you need to say, Lord, help me to leave that and go with you so I won't remain stuck in my life spiritually. Sooner or later, to get unstuck, you're going to have to leave some things. And start moving with God. I love that Abraham, did you catch that in Hebrews a while ago? That even when he was living in that foreign land, he was living by faith and he was living in a tent. In other words, he wasn't getting hunkered down nowhere because you know what? When God said move, he was ready to move. And that's how we have to be in our spiritual walk. When, God's call, when God says move here, you move here, move there. Whatever God's doing, you want to be right there with him. And that's where Abraham was at. He was always moving with God. And that tells me that God has more. He's got more for us than what we have where we are right now. There's more, listen, there's more for you. There's more for you from God. 
God wants to do more in your life. Listen, are you going to trust him? He's calling you to go on this journey of faith. I don't understand why I'm going to leave this place I've been in, but you know what, God? I'm going to step out in faith, and I'm going to trust you, and I'm going to hold your hand, and God, I'm going to see you do something far greater in my life. I'm going to see you do it, God. And I trust that you're going to do it. For some of you, it's time to start moving. It's time for some of you to start. You've been talking about it. You've been, you've been wishing you were there. You've been hoping you were there. You've been trying to uh, logistically plan it all. But you know what? God says, just quit it all and take my hand and let's go, son. Let's go, daughter. And Lord, begin to walk by faith. Some of you need to start moving with God so you can experience something far greater. You tired of being a cold Christian? Start moving with God. You tired of running on empty when it comes to serving God? Then start moving and getting closer and be filled with the Holy Spirit. God, he has something far greater, but you got to keep looking to him. You got to keep trusting him. You're never going to fix it on your own. It's going to take God. You're going to have to trust him to work it out. Pastor Kevin, if you'll come help me, brother. We're getting ready to have an altar call here. Really felt led. You know, about two weeks ago, the Lord just dropped in my heart. It was two words, faithfulness and obedience. And I really felt like it was a word for this church right here, just those two words, that, that God is calling us to make sure that we remain faithful and that we remain obedient to God. Don't you want to be faithful to God? He's faithful to us. And I want to walk in obedience to God. And God wants to take us to a place where we can begin to experience His blessings a place of miracles, a place of supernatural works to be done. How many of y'all could use a miracle in your life this morning?